So, this morning we started to speak on Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and how mercifully he made the arrangement for delivering the living entities in this age of Kali. In one hand, the age of Kali is the most degraded age. But at the same time, this most degraded people of this most degraded age have access to the highest spiritual benefit. A kind of benefit that even the residents of Vaikuntha don't have. Can you imagine the residents of Vaikuntha? Narayan's eternal associates. What they don't get we in this age of Kali are getting that. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? Yes. So that is access to the Vrindavan. Access to Vrindavan is not available to the residents of Vaikuntha. But we are getting a direct access, although our condition is most unfortunate from other point of view. Most degraded age, most degraded people have no connection with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, no inclination towards spiritual life. But we have access. That is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's The question may arise, why the residents of Vaikuntha cannot enter into Vrindavan? The answer to that is, the residents of Vaikuntha have the eternal relationship with Narayana. It's an eternal relationship. That relationship cannot be altered. That's why the residents of Vaikuntha don't have access to Actually, when you saw going to our scriptures, then you see that even Lakshmi Devi didn't have access to Vrindavan. Then finally, Krishna created that opportunity for Lakshmi Devi by carrying her on his chest as Sri Vatsa. Sri Vatsa is a presence of Lakshmi Devi in the chest of Krishna. That is how she entered. So, this is how fortunate we all are. This good fortune has been created by 
Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This fortune has been created by Shiva Prabhupada. Once, in a half joking way, Prabhupada told, one devotee said, Prabhupada, I am so fortunate. Prabhupada said, No, you are not fortunate. I have created a good fortune. <laughs> we don't really have any any asset, any spiritual asset whatsoever. But it is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy that has created good fortune, with the mercy of Sri Prabhupada that created this good fortune. Jogota Vichare Kichunahi Pai Tomaru as far as my qualification is concerned, I am nothing. I have nothing whatsoever. But your mercy is what I am made of. So whatever we are is simply due to Shri Prabhupada's mercy. And Shri Prabhupada has created such a wonderful arrangement. Prabhupada created arrangement to give out this knowledge, give out this good fortune in the form of his books. Prabhupada has created this wonderful arrangement of distribution through his devotees. Prabhupada always inspired his devotees to go out and preach. Prabhupada also mentioned that our only our main business is preaching. That's the only business we have. Preaching distributing the knowledge of Krishna, who is Krishna, what is our relationship with Krishna, and how we can become related to that relationship with Krishna, and what is the benefit of being situated in that relationship. So, this is a a wonderful arrangement. And come to think of it, it's very simple actually. Krishna consciousness, although it is the essence of the Vedic wisdom, but it's so simple knowledge. Who is Krishna? Do you have to be a rocket scientist to understand that? No. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God. The question is whether we believe there is a Supreme Personality of Godhead or not. That is another thing. And those who are very unintelligent, it is difficult for them to recognize Him. But those who are intelligent, and that real intelligence actually comes from the purity of heart. If you are simple-hearted, if you are pure-hearted, there's another thing. Pure-hearted means simple-hearted. Those who become pure, though as the heart becomes pure, it becomes more and more simple. And it is the contaminated heart that is actually become complex.
So, <clears throat> to recognize Krishna, He is the Supreme Personality and Godhead, it's not very difficult. I mean, we can look around the world, look around, look at the world around us, and you can consider: Did anybody create this? What will be the natural answer? Did anybody say? Did anybody create this? What will be your answer? Yes. Did anybody create this? If I say no, it fell from the sky. <laughs> Do you believe that? If it's, if somebody comes and say no, there was an accident in a uh, in a carpentry shop and the harmonium appeared. <laughs> Will you accept that? No. Did anybody create this building? Did how many? Did anybody make this building? Did anybody make this world? Yes. yes. No. Did anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Here is that rocket scientist. <laughs> so it's as simple as that. When it comes to this simple microphone, simple harmonium, simple building, we cannot accept that it is a product of some accidental phenomena. Can, we ac can anybody accept that this building came out of an accident? The building may have been destroyed by accident, but the building's creation is a matter of systematic planning, systematic arrangement. So when we stretch it to that point, this earth, this planet, has it been created by somebody? So that's a simple consideration. Like the sun comes up every morning at a particular time. Like, is it happening by chance? Is it happening by accident? Anyway, let's not go into that. The point actually is to recognize that there is a supreme creator and a supreme maintainer. We have to accept that there he is. We may not see, we may not know him, we may not be able to see him, but he is there. We may not have seen who manufactured this harmonium. But with our intelligence, we can surmise that somebody must have created that. And if we want, if there is a proper endeavor, then we can find out who did this. I think, yeah, there is the name of the manufacturer, Veena, uh, situated in Delhi. Okay, then in Delhi, we can look at the yellow page. And you can find out where Veena Company is situated. Similarly, we may not be aware of who created this universe, who created this material nature, but if we make a proper search, then we will find. And what is that? In, where those informations are available? Those informations are available in the Vedic scriptures. In the Vedas, all these informations in detail are. 
So it's not difficult, and those, and we have to accept those informations with faith. And then we get further information. Now, what is our relationship with him? He created everything. He is maintaining everything. What's our relationship with him? Detailed understanding. Can we possibly develop that relationship? Detailed information. So all these informations are there. It's a matter of just receiving it from proper source. And uh, we have been fortunate to receive these informations from an extremely bona fide source. And now it's a matter of just pursuing the process. We have found the path, and now it's a matter of just remaining steadily situated on that path. <coughs> say, when you want to go to some place, say you want to go to Los Angeles from from Dallas, what do you do when you make a decision like that? Find out which airlines is flying, what time is flying, you buy the ticket, get into the airport, get into the plane. That's about all you have to do. Just get into the plane and then you don't have to worry about anything else. But similarly, we have a means to reach that spiritual destination. And all you have to do is just buy the ticket and get into the vehicle. And once you are there, don't jump overboard. <laughs> just stay on, just stay on. And in due course of time, will reach. And that vehicle is this car. And uh, uh, eligibility to become a part of ISKCON or get an entry to ISKCON is very simple. Chant the holy name of the Lord, uh, certain prescribed numbers every day, for us, it's just 16 rounds, and follow the four regulations. That's the ticket. But the thing is that this ticket you are not buying just one time. This ticket you are buying forever. Right? Shaking his head. How many rounds we are chanting? Six. How many? Six. Six. Very good. You're already there. It's only a matter of time, and eventually the six will become sixteen. Then, of course, who knows? It may become sixty-four, it may become countless, it may become just twenty-four hours a day. Right? Don't it be wonderful? <laughs> so that's the qualification, that's the ticket rate, that's the price we pay. Which actually means surrender to Shiva Prabhupada. He gave us the process, 
when we dishonor the principles. It's as simple as that, and the goal is the goal is completely defined and assured. Hare Krishna. Our glory is to Shiva Prabhupada. Does anybody have any question? I can see that Narutam Prabhu is just... I don't want to ask questions, but I don't want to be asking all the questions. Yeah, we, because the two of us have asked all the questions. There are a lot of others who want to ask questions, right? Yeah, okay. So uh, I think this is your opportunity, please, to ask questions. You have one more opportunity this evening, but then there's a lot of congregational members coming. We'd like to give them a chance to ask. And if you want to hold it, you want to ask tomorrow morning when Mark gives the class, that's another time you can do it. But this is your chance now and tomorrow morning, really. So take advantage of it. Please ask the questions you want to ask. Yes? So, uh, you were talking about um, how it says in the Vedas that how we can tell, like, that how the universe is created and all this information. So how do we tell people that don't believe in the Vedas that how the universe is created and not by an accident? Um, okay, say it again. Like, how many people no. have faith in Vedas? No, like, people that don't have faith, like, they don't believe in, like, the scriptures that there's such thing. Hmm. How do you tell them how the universe is created? How do you tell them? How do you convince them? Yes. Yeah, that is preaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to first be convinced yourself why you are following the Vedas. What is there in the Vedas? Right? And how authentic those informations are, how real those informations are. So the first thing is you become convinced about that. You become conversant with that. And then, yes, you go and give it to others. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a matter of <coughs> teacher and student. The teacher has to learn first, then only he is going to be able to teach. Similarly, this process also, those who are going to preach, which actually means teach, they have to become conversant with the subject themselves. <coughs> and you know, it's not that we have to, one has to be a master. The, con- the qualification of you know, being able to impart this knowledge is actually faith, conviction. Like, as I mentioned, like it's a simple thing actually. Who is Krishna? Right? Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God. Now, we have to accept it ourselves first. There is a Supreme Personality of Godhead, and Krishna is that, and the information that they have about Krishna. And then only we can go and tell others. Like, and I'm sure you're preaching to your friends. Right. How you're able to preach? Because you're convinced. If you're not convinced, then you wouldn't have probably done that. And Probably you would have been embarrassed to speak to them about that. And probably they would have laughed at you. 
but even though they may laugh at you but because you are so convinced that you boldly go out and with an understanding with an attitude whether you believe or not whether you accept or not it doesn't matter i have accepted it isn't it so nothing can actually deter you from that All right. Yes. So, uh, you've been so close to Shiva Prabhupada and you know, before you met Ramakrishna Goswami. Both of them have stressed on book distribution, you know, the Rava Zamudar party. So, could you share some of, you know, some some things from the moments you've been with them, so in which you can empower us to, you know, further this service. Well, <coughs> the <coughs> amount of importance Srila Prabhupada gave on these books has been displayed by his action. Prabhupada would wake up in the middle of the night and start translating. Not just once or twice, regularly, no matter wherever he was. Why did he do that? Because he recognized the importance of this books. That's why he took the, such trouble to, to, to translate these books. And then we saw that Prabhupada was... Like when Prabhupada came to America, Prabhupada did not carry anything. The only thing that he carried is this three trunkful so that shows like how convinced or how you know how much importance gave to these books because these books are the basis he came with a mission to distribute Krishna consciousness now how to do that books are the basis So now the books have been translated, books have been printed. Now what is the next important business? Why did Srila Prabhupada take the trouble to stay up at night, stay up through the night, translate his books, printing his books? For distribution. And, and we are seeing that The sincere devotees took up the responsibility to distribute these books. And they distribute these books, and as a result of the distribution, Krishna consciousness is spreading. How did you come to Krishna consciousness? There you are. Read the books, I think. Most of us, with us, that's the thing, that's the case. We read the books and become convinced. So that's why this book distribution, distribution of Prabhupada books is so important. Okay, <clears throat> Prabhupada always emphasized that. I'll give you one example which I heard actually. Uh, you see, uh, Prabhupada was just the Krishna book was printed 
and that was a big book, the first big book actually, apart from Bhagavad Gita. So Prabhupada asked his disciples to distribute those books. And those days actually some of the leading uh, devotees of ISKCON felt that it would be impossible to book, distribute these books at this price. But then there was one devotee, he went out on his own and distributed 20 books. And when the news was given to the leader of the temple, he couldn't believe that. He said he must be lying. <laughs> the twenty books, you know, distributed, it cannot be. But Prabhupada actually called him and thanked him. And this is how, you know, it became devotees became aware. I'm talking about the early, early days. Devotees became aware how important book distribution is and how dear it is to Srila Prabhupada and how pleased Srila Prabhupada used to become when these books were distributed. And then, you know, like, you know, how the book distribution started to spread all over. Okay, so this is, you can see, Prabhupada, even during the later days when Prabhupada was sick in Vrindavan, Prabhupada just wanted to hear about book distribution. He mentioned that the news of book distribution gives me life. And devotees all over the world became so inspired that they started the distribution of Prabhupada's book. Like, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in one week, after that, in one week in London, they distributed 70,000 books. Just in one week, 10,000 books a day. Wow. You know, like this is how, you know, like devotees become inspired. And, and Prabhupada used to wait for the information about the books, book distribution. And Tamal Krishna Maharaj, was Prabhupada's secretary, every day he used to read out those letters to Srila Prabhupada. And Srila Prabhupada used to be so pleased. As far as Tamal Krishna Maharaj is concerned, see what did Tamal Krishna Maharaj do? He saw that these books are the means to make devotees. And he teamed up with, uh, uh, with uh, Vishnu Jan Maharaj, his friend, and they started the Radha Damodar Sankirtan. And that revolutionized book distribution in America. Along with the book distribution, devotee making. Like there was a joke actually. In the Radha Namadar bus, 
devotees would enter from one side of the train and they would come out shaped different. <laughs> 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 Individuals used to go in. Kamakrishna Maharaj and Vishnu Maharaj would sit there and preach to them. <laughs> they would come back, they would come out, you know, transformed. And yeah, this is how, like you remember Christmas marathon those days. Like such a big competition, like you know, devotees were practically, you know, without sleep they were going out. Like I remember <coughs> some temples didn't have, you know, many facilities for bathing and things, you know, like say 60 devotees, two bathrooms, something like that. In order to have their morning, you know, bath and thing, devotees would get up at two o'clock in the morning so that they don't have to stand in the queue mm-hmm. and take them, use the bathroom. So this is how the spirit used to be. Those about book distribution, so that they can go out and distribute books for the day. Yeah. <coughs> I think everybody feels the uh, under, uh, has the understanding and feels some of the pressure always upon themselves of the importance of you know book distribution and Harinam Sankirtan, being that this is a preaching and our predecessors are preachers, our gurus are all pushing for preaching. Yet at the same time, there are many individual devotees that don't have the inclination or whatever it is to and they have a lot of but they may offer so many backup services in the temple so there's such how far is is how far can a devotee who is and I know in the eyes of Krishna somebody washing the pots with a correct heart is not different than somebody else so how far can a devotee who sincerely chants for the mercy of, of Krishna and offers these more menial or less seemingly uh, higher services. Yeah. How far can that carry them? Okay, in that respect, I'll give you an example. Like, the soldiers are fight, fighting the front line. Right? And behind the scene, there are cooks cooking, uh, and other people are rendering. They're not in the front line, but from, the, from behind, they're actually giving the support. So are they less important? No. The main thing is, the main business is book distribution. Whatever else is happening is just to enhance and support that. Like, and that is the thing, like our main business is book distribution. Actually, that reminds me, Vaisheshika Prabhu has come out with a book, Our Family Business. And it's such an appropriate name. You know, a family business. That's our main business actually. And and the way he's encouraging devotees, like you're talking about, you know, not being inspired. Like individuals who never thought of going out distributing books. You know, householders, you know, working in uh, different organizations outside. Now they're going out, you know, because they've got the taste of book distribution. They're seeing the importance of book distribution. So, you know, ultimately it's a matter of, you know, 
being reminded of our main business. He took the initiative, he did that, and it's happening. Uh, anyway, so, like it is, it's very important that we actually recognize what we are stand, what we stand for, what is the ultimate purpose of this, what's the mission. And a mission is book distribution. A mission is spreading Krishna consciousness. And book distribution is the most effective means to do that. Any other question? Okay, then we can have a little kirtan. <laughs> what should I think? <laughs> uh, okay, I have an idea. How many of you have iPhone or Android phone? <laughs> How many of you have access to Google? No, not Google. Uh, no, uh, some, huh? Internet, yeah. Okay, Internet, yeah. There's one site of KK songs. Krishna, the Krishna Kirtan songs that has all the okay. KK songs. So, okay, I'll sing a simple one that is available in Veda ways and it is Srimad Bhagavatam, 10th Canto, 31st Chapter, yeah, 31st Chapter, Gopi Gita. It goes with the ninth verse. How many of you got it? The ninth verse is Tavakathamritam Takta Jivanam Kobibhir Iritam Kalmashapaham Tavakathamritam T-A-V-A How many of you got it? Text number go to text number nine. We just sing this one paragraph. Nine is this. No. Tenth Canto, chapter thirty-one. Tenth Canto, chapter
Your grapefruit? Yeah. Go ahead. He's going to try. Yes. He's not sure he knows this particular tune, so he was going to... Not only try, he's an expert. I didn't realize that I have an orchestra here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
So everyone in this material nature is constantly burning in this condition. But Krishna's Kathamritam, like when people are burning, then if there is a shower of nectar, then all this burning condition becomes mitigated. And who distribute this Krishna consciousness? The most exalted spiritual personalities distribute this Krishna consciousness. Kavi, Lord Brahma is a Kavi, Narad Muni is a Kavi, Vasudev is a Kavi. So this Kavi's Iritam distribute this knowledge or distribute this nectar of Krishna, Krishna Kata. Kavi Bhiritam. And as a result of that, Kalmashapaham. Kalmash means the impurities in the heart. All the impurities of the heart becomes cleansed. Kalmashapaham. Shravana Mangalam. Just by hearing, just the hearing brings the most auspiciousness. Brings all auspiciousness in the life. When we hear about Krishna, auspiciousness brings it down. That reminds me, just I wanted to actually share with you that something that I just heard day before yesterday. Uh, one devotee was telling me, it was in Orlando, a disciple of mine, I was staying at his place in Orlando. He was telling me that he gave his brother a set of Srimad And his brother was not interested. I mean, he gave it on some occasion as a gift. So the book, the Bhagavatam was there. And so then it was there. He was not reading. So he thought that the book is just lying here. So why just keep it like that? Because I'm not interested. I'm not interested to read it. So one day he brought that Bhagavatam set to his brother and said, Look, I don't really have any use. Maybe you give it to somebody who may have some use. And there was somebody who was actually the same day was asking whether she could have a set of Bhagavatam and where she could buy one. And this lady was very nice and very favorable, very helpful. So he gifted that Bhagavatam set to this and uh, this lady lives in Myrtle Beach in South Carolina. And she and he told me that since then all kinds of unfortunate things started to happen to his brother. Like his daughter was driving the car, drove into the house she could control. Injured the mother, like the mother was there. One after another, inauspicious things started to happen. So then it occurred to this devotee, and he called his brother. He said that, look, I think that it is because you have given her the Bhagavatam, you know, all these inauspicious things are happening. 
and Jagannath there accepts the offering of everyone. Anybody can come and offer to Lord Jagannath. And Jagannath would accept that offering. So the chariot stopped there. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to the garden and he was lying under a tree. King Prataparudra came, started to massage his feet. While he is massaging his feet, he started to recite from the 31st chapter of the 10th canto. And when he was reciting this particular verse, Tavakatham Ritam Tapta Jivanam Kobibhir Iritam Kalma Shapaham Shravana Mangalam Srimadatatam Bhuvi Vrinanti Bhuri When he recited that verse, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu just jumped up and embraced King Prataprudra. Prataprudra came in disguise of an ordinary farmer, ordinary village person. And Mahaprabhu kept on saying, Bhurida, Bhurida. Indeed, he is the most munificent, indeed, the most munificent. Now, King Prataprudra was saying it with an understanding, with an intention that you have come to deliver everybody. You are the most munificent. But you are depriving me. I'm the only one who is going to be deprived of your mercy. So that was Prataprudra's intention. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu jumped up and embraced him, saying, Bhurida, Bhurida, indeed he is the most munificent. Indeed he is the most munificent. Obviously, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was not speaking about himself. I am the most magnificent. What did Chaitanya Mahaprabhu say? Intent? By saying that? What did he intend? Yes, another person will come. Who will distribute Krishna consciousness all over the world? And he is the most magnificent. So, who is that person? So, 5,000 years ago, gopis accepted or broadcasted 500 years ago, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted and pointed out that yes, that personality will come, who will distribute Krishna consciousness all over the world. So should we sing it once again? Yes. yes. You are going off beat. Who will listen to others and sing? Now go straight to Bhumi. You are so close to me that I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs>
Krishna. Thank you very much. Yes, no, I lost the other way around. Okay. How many of you don't have a Bhagavatam state at home? Raise your hand. How many of you don't have? Don't, yeah. So I will highly recommend get the set today and keep it at home. Give an advantage for us that uh, when they get the set today, they can get you to uh, sign. <laughs> <laughs> you can autograph it, so they'll have to personally autograph by you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. You don't have any more. Do it upstairs. Yeah, sure. Thank you very much. So now Maharaj's next program is going to be uh, at the temple at 5 o'clock. Maharaj will give a class from 5 to 6. Right now he's going to visit with the school and then have lunch with the rest. And then we'll see you all at 5 o'clock. 4 o'clock is the next class. 5 o'clock is Maharaj.